make note that this program does not express the views and opinions of VidGul, its parent company, Genthany Enterprises, Inc., and its employees, affiliates, licensors, and agents. So, if you have a problem, don't blame it on me! Now, in high definition, you are watching VidGul. And, and welcome back to Steampunk World's Fair 2012, and now it's Saturday. We're here out in the courtyard where there's a carnival extravaganza happening all around us. Wares and fineries of all sorts and sizes. Trinkets and jewelry. What do we got? Great weather. How, how beautiful is it out? They have a performing stage. Why are you guys so loud? Ugh. Anon had a, a very long night involving, well, it's illegal in the state. Don't worry. So we're going to hit all the sights and sounds that are happening today, God, and we'll catch up with you in a second. From Steampunk World's Fair, this is the Congoer, out and about. Hello, and this is Alicia, and we're here with... I'm Daniel with Teen Absinthe. And he has an assortment of absence, like different assortments and stuff. <laughs> Um, so what made you want to do this? Absinthe has a wonderful history to it. It's, uh, I mean, in general, booze is not my favorite jug, drug, it's chocolate. But um, just that the history of absinthe is, is so rich and complex and interesting. Uh, a lot of people like absinthe because, hey, I get to hallucinate. But uh, that's not really what it's about. You know, it's, it's a process, it's a ritual. Do you want to explain to the viewers what it is? Uh, absinthe is a, an herbal liqueur. It's uh, distilled with wormwood and uh, green fennel and anise, and then lots of other things for flavorings, depending on which particular brand. Uh, if it doesn't have wormwood, it's not absinthe, sort of like with gin. If it doesn't have juniper berries, it's not gin but that doesn't mean that has to be the only flavor. Most absinthe tastes a lot like licorice because of the anise and the fennel, but that's not, strictly speaking... So not all of them would taste like licorice? Oh, right, right. Uh, my, well, one of the most easily uh, found brands of absinthe out there is called Lucid, and Lucid is it's a really good mixer, uh, but it's not really my favorite to drink because it tastes like licorice. I do like the fact that it tastes like licorice. But there's uh, another good brand called Kubler, which uh, is a Swiss one, and it's a lot lighter, uh, a brighter flavor. It uses uh, star anise in addition to the So it's a little bit more spicy and also a little bit more um, flowery. It uses elderflowers. Okay. So it's, I, I just think it's lovely. And I think it's a better drinking answer. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I'm wondering, because I have this glass that has no absinthe in it, if you could show the viewers at home how one does prepare absinthe, because it's kind of a process. It's not as simple as just pouring it. There's a, you need like a, a proper one of these, because I, I, some of our viewers may think they're assault weapons. Or they might think it's a spatula. It's totally like a they belt kill of people spatulas. With spoons, but it's often ask me uh, if I really like cake that much to have all these spatulas. <laughs> No. Yes, it's, uh, can we uh, get the camera and just zoom in on the... Would you be able to show us? Excellent. This is an absinthe fountain. It's called that because it is used to drink absinthe, not that you put absinthe into it. I, can you repeat that? I was... Gotcha. <laughs> this is an absinthe fountain. 
It's called that not because you put absinthe into it, but because you use it to drink absinthe. This is just for ice water. You then take your absinthe glass and fill it up to the dose line. Um, this is about one ounce. You then take an absinthe spoon. This one is more of a grill. It's kind of a, uh, an otter style. My bandolier has lots of, of uh, reproduction historical spoons. Uh, this is also Eolian style. This just rests on top. Once the absinthe is in, you put a sugar cube on top, and then very, very slowly drip ice water over into the thing. Now, I don't actually have any absinthe in here at the moment. But the slower the drip, it actually affects the flavor. Um, as it drips, the essential oils in, in the absinthe, mostly from the, from the anise, come out of solution. So it changes from being, well, this color. It depends on the absinthe. They range from clear through green, of course, through red. Apparently there's even a blue absinthe. And I'm talking about all natural. You can get absinthe that's actually uh, uses food coloring. Um, I mean, really, what's the point? You can get beautiful colors with actual herbs. There's no reason to, to do that. Personal preference, some people like it that way. But um, as, as the water drips in, it changes from, from you know, this color or clear or whatever to a milky color. And as it does it, it's sort of like clouds in your coffee with the swirls and things. Uh, some people theorize that that's where the whole green fairy thing came from. Because it's sort of like, you know, you get a little drunk, a little altered, and then stare at a lava lamp for a while. Same idea. You can wax poetical. It doesn't mean you're actually hallucinating. And uh, it just takes a couple of minutes to get through it. Absinthe is a sipping beverage, not a chugging beverage. It does seem almost like a uh, coffee maker. Like it, it percolates only. It's putting the sugar in the absinthe. Oh, hey, welcome back. So, um, why do people melt it? Like, um, oh, I've it yeah, why do they light it on fire? Uh, there are three reasons to light absinthe uh, on fire. The first one is that it caramelizes the sugar, which adds to the flavor, which uh, is not true. Um, unless you're doing just a really, really quick flame, the alcohol burns at the wrong temperature. It just turns it to ash which leads to the uh, second reason, which is if your absinthe is so bad that adding ash to the absinthe makes it taste better, maybe you just shouldn't be drinking it to begin, to begin with. The third reason, and this reason I respect, is fire cool. Yeah, concerning all the fire performers at uh, Steampunk World's Fair, that's definitely... Ironically, fire cool, because cool being the opposite of heat, kind of... Something. I, I actually had a friend, um, for New Year's we had it, and that was my first time actually seeing the process being done, and what he he did the way with the strainer, and he lit it on fire, because like, that's the only way I've seen it done, and they go, oh, you have to drink it quick. Do you know, why is why is it like you have to drink it like right away when you light it? I, I don't know. If you're lighting the sugar, yeah, if you're lighting the sugar, it, this, this is a very uh, Czech way of doing it. Um, the Czechs uh, make a lot of really bad absinthe. I'm not saying all of it, I just haven't had any good yet. Okay. But um, a lot of Czech absinthe is really, they just take vodka and add wormwood oil and you know other essential things to it. It's not actually distilled the way you're supposed to. So it's like the McDonald's of absinthe. Right. <laughs> right. Um, 
and uh, because it because that they add a lot of extra wormwood because they want to hallucinate. Wormwood doesn't do that unless you happen to be very chemically susceptible to it. You're just not going to hallucinate maps. But anyway, um, but they, you know, they are going from the historical theory that absence does make you hallucinate, and they keep adding more wormwood. Wormwood tastes really bad. So you have to put all types of um, games together to get you to drink it because it tastes so bad. Sort of like nobody, you know, drinks beer through a funnel if it's good beer. You do it with drunk, junk beer so that you don't have to taste it. Okay. So if you're oh, chugging your absinthe, it's because it's so bad you don't want to taste it. So, e so let's say I could have the best absinthe, and my friend burns it, they could be just be ruining it for no reason. Right. I mean, if you're just doing a quick flame, um, it's not going to change the flavor a lot, and it might actually caramelize just a little bit of it. Um, but if you just let the sugar burn all the way out, you're ruining your spoon, uh, and you're ruining the absinthe. But, you know. You know, this was a lot of really informative information for apps, and thank you for letting us know about this, and thank you for letting us interview you. Hello, I'm with uh, a recently escaped emperor of the Red Fork. Hello. How can I help you? You seem a little chipper than I remember you. You, you used to rule a world with an iron fist, and you seem happier somehow? Well, why wouldn't I be happy? I rule the multiverse. Yes. Each multiverse or only everything in one multiverse? All the multiverses. I think the multiverse really covers it all. Multiverses or multiverse I? Whichever. Doesn't matter really to us. Well, how or who helped you escape? Oh, the Inquisitor. Where did he go? He's right over there. But that's fine. Yes. How, how were you able to help the, uh, the Emperor escape? Oh, very, very easy. We use many squirrels. How many? Mauve squirrels. Mauve squirrels, yes, mauve squirrels. Mauve. 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 A nice shade of Right. That's excellent. Is, it, is that a particular color that the uh, whatever kidnapped you likes, or do they just eat more nuts? They like the emperor. Right. Oh. It's a special breed. Yeah. So, mauve squirrels like. Red Fork Emperors. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Very neat. Yes. Incredible. Who are these people behind you that seem to be, uh, you have a chef? Well, some of them, some of them, well, these people right here, I see, are citizens of the Empire. Now, those, those, some of these people behind us that wear like a red feather, they're wretched, despicable people. Pirates. They're pirates. Pirates? Pirates. Pirates. But eventually they'll be like citizens, right? Because oh, eventually everyone is a citizen of the Red Fork Empire. Guess again! I have all time. Guess again! You seem to have something important. Yes, I will be Captain Skyhawk of the Phoenix Air Fleet underneath the Admiral Vesper Ward. We're the sworn enemies of the Red Fork Empire and we will never join. But why? They seem so chipper and happy. Yes! Right? But we have more fun! And nobody's controlling our will! We don't answer to anyone but ourselves! Hold on. Everyone enjoys my poisons! So is this all just about fun? Uh, no, it's about imagination and creativity. 
We've grown tired of the tyranny of the Red Fork Empire. We can have creativity and imagination without being under your tyranny. There's no tyranny. If all men are, for, are forced to fall under the rule of one empire for their creativity, then how is their freedom? Freedom! Freedom! Sir, in my recent introduction to the two empires, I have learned two things. One, forget the Phoenix Empire, and long live the Red Fork Empire! Yeah, I don't understand. This is, this is too confusing. It's like, every, who's on whose side? You! Whose side are you on? Oh, I love him! He's marvelous! That's way too much. Wait, wait! Are you still are you still a captain? I've heard rumor that you might not be. I am indeed a count named Slick Brass, and yes, I am the captain of the ASS Titulus, and I'm sorry. <laughs> you no need to apologize. Phoenix airship all the way. Hell yeah. No, I know. I'm sorry. Who let the vermin in? Now, now that being said, what do you think? And yes, we are loyal supporters. The rum, the rum says Red Phoenix. Oh, well, okay. how many alcoholic privileges does the Red Empire have that actually have for this? As many as we can brew. Wait, you're with the Empire? Of course I'm with the Empire. I'm with the Empire. I'm on his crew. For the Red Fork Empire. What's this? We all support the Empire. Every single one of us. But why, if it's a, this war with creativity, why? Phoenix airship all the way. <laughs> There's no war here. Well, apparently it is that uh, it's quite obvious that the Red Fork Empire has... Wait, no! Oh my gosh! Look at this! This can only be decided by a taste store. I am good. I am packing my own alcohol. I cannot. I will not be able to decide which has the right to rule unless I taste each of your beverages. Now this is Phoenix Empire. What? Phoenix airship. It's dark and stormy. Is that part of the Phoenix? That's part of the Red Horizon. Red Horizon. Why do, you, why do you keep using red? Why should we? Red Fork Empire! We are moving that way! Good run. Go! Good run. 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 Red Phoenix. Oh, that tastes sort of like 99 apples. My most dreaded foe. Really? Yes. Are, they, are you Red, Red Fork? Phoenix? I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I am. Actually. They went over there. They keep moving. Oh, you are. Yes, I have tasted of uh, the uh, Phoenix Red Feather or something. Now, is there anything you can show me? Beverage-wise, they could compare to what they have to offer. 
Um, actually, I have two different styles of meads, not made by me. They're made by a fabulous mead maker. Um, I have raspberry mead, which is not too sweet, but not too dry. Very perfect, right in the middle. And then there is a blueberry mead, which is a little sweeter, but not too sweet for those who like the sweeter things. Uh, that is not cork. This is difficult. It, it's as if both need a second one to properly have a cleansed palate what you previously drank. Possibly. It's the only way to do it. I will hold this one. If you're going to drink, you need to drink like a connoisseur, a proper man. Much better than that second time around, isn't it? After the palate is cleaned. This is incredible. It's, it's. How is it possible that two empires could, could have such good beverages? So, oh hi, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. I didn't see you there. Neither did I. That's amazing. I like it. So you have the world's largest flea circus. <laughs> no, that's not that. You're not supposed to sell anybody. This is the second time I've asked a question like that. But at least the guy who I did the first time, he's, he died quickly. Oh, oh. And you that seem to be able to take a lot of damage. Yes, surprisingly I can, yes. <laughs> surprisingly I can. <laughs> but it's, what exactly do you do again? Uh, I am Wick of the World of Wick Show. My show is a comedy stunt variety improv, who knows what's going to happen, hell of a awesome show, uh, from what I've been told. I'm a stunt comic. I do bullwhip work, fire breathing, I hammer nails in my face, stick needles to myself, put my arms into wolf traps, all while making it funny. My pain is your pleasure. Good grief. Thank you, I, I know. I, I worked on that, can you tell? You did, you pulled it off extremely well. Oh, thank you very much. Your voice coach would be proud. I sound like Beetlejuice, I have no voice after this weekend. I've done so many shows. Please. One of the most entertaining things I saw you do was uh, you offered uh, to um, have money stapled to your body. Yes, uh, I'm a very unique performer in the fact, of, fact when I ask for tips in the show, if people want to tip me, they can. But for a dollar, they could staple gun that tip to my chest. For five dollars, they could staple gun that five dollar bill to my cheeks. Ten dollars, they could staple it to my forehead. Twenty goes into my tongue. And if there's no kids around, fifty or higher, they could staple into my coin purse, into my thigh. Yeah. Yikes. I did see that, and what fascinated me is that the, lots of people gave you money because you have a fantastic show. And, well, people like seeing people in pain. But uh, all the people I saw stapling money to you were women, and many of them actually apologized for it afterwards. What kind of psychology do you think is going uh, in this process? You know, I've been thinking that actually for a long time because it's funny because most of my shows, women are the people who staple me. And they make that face where they cringe when they're stapling me. And they apologize, like you're saying, but it's that underlining factor that people enjoy hurting other people, whether they admit it or not. And it's the fact that it's funny, because the way I'm presenting it, they're not just going up and hurting me, I'm presenting it in a funny way. So the fact that they staple me, they get a laugh, I say thank you, and I make a couple jokes, and they, I don't know, maybe they feel the need to do it. I have no, I really have no idea. I've tried to figure it out, I have no clue. But it is funny every time. <laughs> 
Well, not for them, not so much for me. I mean, I mean, getting stapled, it, it hurts, but you know. <laughs> and why do you do it? What is the soul, what's the heart of it? Well, I mean, you're like, you're taking a very uncomfortable subject and you make it not only tolerable, but even uh, enjoyable. You know, you're not the first person to quote that to me. Um, it, it's true, I like being able to take something so grotesque as in one of my shows, I will stick an eight gauge thick 12 inch long needle through my face. I make a brand new hole every time and I do bleed from it. But for some reason I have the innate ability to take something so grotesque and so violent and disgusting like that, but make it comical as in the sense of people are watching and they're hor horrified, but they're laughing. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I can do that for people, but at the same point, I'm also teaching people that no matter what there is in life, any hardship that you have, you can put your mind to anything, you can overcome anything, even if it's pain. So I do teach a lesson in the show, even though it's comedy and I'm hurting myself. It's, yeah, I, I do teach a life lesson, go figure. That's a beautiful thing. It's just, I hope you don't end up uh, advancing your show far enough that you blow yourself up because I learned from Looney Tunes, you can only do that trick once. Actually, I have done a show where I've blown myself up and uh, I survived, but there's a, uh, that was, everything I do on my show is real. That was a trick, I will reveal that. But yes, I technically got blown up, so I have done that once. I could do it again, but I'm not going to. So yes, I guess you're right, I can only do that once. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Oh, no. Thank you so much for having me. Till next time. Through the sky, gonna spread these wings, we're flying